podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what Spencer's keeping up. Yeah, I just don't know what he's keeping up. I don't know what he's Where's your face? Where's your face? Huh? Where's your face? I'm too handsome to come on this thing, Tundi. <laughs> Bro, wipe your eye, bro. Nah, hear what? I've got, to, I've got to log out and log back in because he's just mocking me about. All right, later. But I don't want to see no avatar. I don't want to see. I want to see your real face because then you can you can gauge a man's heart when you see his face. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, without further ado, we had the Pradas on yesterday. Today it's the Tom Fords. Tom Fords. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let us start the show. In the magical words, and I'm going to have to say it's Spencer's part, dream it, believe it, become it. And then Spencer says his own self, come on up. <laughs> I know Spencer's going to be brushing me straight away as he comes on, chat about what you chat about, old self. Me and you, same age. <laughs> anyway... Ladies and gentlemen, what a show we have lined up for you. Um, I don't know who's going to be on the show, but Spencer's always the man with a black book. You know, I, I gave him that name. The black book has black powers. And it's a John Wick book. It's a book where you just phone a man random and uh, we get a response. Whoever it is in the world of boxing, whether it's Shakur Stevenson, whether it's... Um, Terence Bud Crawford, whether it's Lennox Lewis, whether it's uh, Jay Prince, uh, whether it's... We ain't had Frank... You know what? We ain't even had Frank Bruno on this thing yet. That's one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to tell Spencer to draw for Frank Bruno because, well, you know, Frank Bruno is a legend. We've had Nigel Ben, Chris Eubanks, obviously. Joe Calzaghi is someone still yet to bless the show, but I know we're working on that as well. It's good to have the legends, you know, the, the old school guys and let them... Uh, still know that they have fans and there were people that were watching them when they was coming up. Anyway, big up AA develops first man in the house. E Francis, looking forward to this. Jermaine Williams, brother, you're number three today, Jermaine, man. You got to keep it up. It's about being consistent, bro. <laughs> you was the third man in the dance today. But big up Jermaine Williams, hot video, Alan Skill, uh, Bladins, I see you, bro. N-N-N-D-N-D. Good evening, people. Richard Burrows. Um, snaps. The one and only Snaps. Tunde's in the building as well. Uh, Halim. Boston. Yes, sir. Yeah, Mickey Dubs. Uh, Al Nasir is in the building. Uh, Johnny Rumble. Otai Johnny. Daniel J. Boateng. Andre Bukenya. Yemi X. Rob Mayer. John. Uh, Country Dunn. AKA the chairman, Lanz Noor, stamina for sale coming all day. That's money. Big up, I've been long time. We've been, I've been, I'm sure I ain't seen you for a little while, a hot minute. Old tight Guzzy, Damien Charles, untraceable. Um, too much to mention. And what is first Snapchat of the evening? JK Better Life, old tight Mitchell Taylor. Um, but you know, Snapchats. Have to be mentioned first. Thank you, Carlos, for the five ninety nine euros. 
Good evening, gentlemen and viewers. Another episode upcoming. Have a great one all. And thank you for the Snapchat. Oh, that Nathan Bailey. I'm still picking up people because, you know, we can't leave no one behind. Duke Alexander, Nathan Bailey, Lupe, Bianca, Bianco, David Winner. Blessings to you, my man. Um, yeah, we're going to have a good show. We are going to have a good show tonight. Because there is much to discuss. I don't know what has happened to Spencer. But we're now almost five minutes in and he still is not online. Can I just say though, big up, big up, big up, big up, big up. Um, I was like, Ivan said he was in the background yesterday. Right, cool, say now. Um, oh, tight, Jermaine Gordon as well. Sorry. I can't, you know what? Let me start the, start the thing. <laughs> oh, tight, Lee Bruce. And we will be touching on that. Kevin Worrell. Ooh, there's so much. Come on, always a good show today. Come on. Um, yeah, let me pick up uh, Fight Fan TV for the interview they just gave me, or I just had with them uh, this afternoon. It was like you were sitting in a barbershop or the hairdressers and you're just reasoning with your friends or family. Such a good interview and, uh, and I can't wait uh, to see... Um, uh, run it back. I can't wait to see it before it, before it comes out because you now we've got to credit check these things in. But it was a good interview. Big up Guts, Gus and Lex, Danny Wright, Lex, all day, every day. Right. What is Spencer doing, people? Please tell me. Old type mental health and addiction. Uh, big up Army and Brad, Amy and Brad from Bristol. Old type mental health and addiction. Two very, very important subjects which can never go away. Um, I think the man himself is back. Where's he gone? Yeah, you don't need to buy Spencer a new um, computer. Old type Ben Odom, the one and only Magic Ben Odom. Good evening, Tunde. Spencer running. <laughs> well, South London. That's exactly what it is. It's South London time. It's just. It's not. This one is not even black time. It's just South London time. It's like I think it's how we operate. Imagine I'm having an interview and the host is late. Today and I'm like, bro, you know, you're just keeping up the the the, the paradigm, <laughs> the stereotype. Like we've got to be late to something. It's, it's either we're either late or we don't want to leave the dance when the building has given us a get out time. <laughs> That's always the case. Why is it Mac with Spencer? I keep on seeing flicking in and flicking out, but it's just not. What, what, I, don't, I don't know what's the matter with this brother. Actually, I'll give you a joke. Spencer's attitude and his behavior made a certain individual leave the company. <laughs> a man, we're not even calling no names. Because <laughs> that person who left the company is, is watching right now. One million percent. You, you know, you, I know you're watching. <laughs> Bro, because he just can't take Spencer. He couldn't take Spencer. It was too much. He's like, bro, I can't. He's like, me and was always talking. And he's like, nah, 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 nah. And you know, Spencer, I was explaining on a podcast today where I was on. I was like, see, when you've grown up with someone, when you know someone, Spence, sort your computer out. Yeah, when you grow up with someone and when you know someone, when they say something, it might be, they might be cussing you or sorry. They might be, you know, taking a mick out of you and everything like that. You, you don't really, it's probably just, you know, in one ear at the other. 
But when you're dealing with people that you've met in business and you start, you start cussing them or saying certain jokes, it's not that they're going to take it. And me, I'm always trying to be like the little, you know, the mediator. And I'm like, bro, he's, that's how he is. You just got to accept it. Like, but it's like professionals, professionals don't really, they don't want to be working in that environment. <laughs> they don't want to be working that man. So he just, he just had enough <laughs> money. He just had enough. He said, bro, allow you, man. Forget it. I don't like, bro. I helped you build the channel. But I can't take Spencer eating everything, always eating on the cup, always just cussing people. <laughs> I've got to tell you, that's why there's a difference between London and everywhere else. When you come from London, you're a bit more thick skinned and you can take this criticism that you may be getting from your you know you know your counterpart or your or, or your business about nah. <laughs> anyway I'm seeing some comments coming up old type Carlos um Shabaz Masood didn't he fight the other day man I've sure you fought the other day Shabaz um I think I'm reading that Shabaz has left Ben Davison and gone with coach Asuka. I think that's what I'm reading. Um, okay, Manny's telling us he did, um, which is a shame. But you know what? I always say, in, in fairness to the young man, if you're going to leave, leave on a win. You know, I was having this discussion with a certain promoter uh, on Friday night. If you're going to leave, leave on a win. Don't lose and then you leave. That's that, that. So basically, you're just blaming the coach. You're just blaming the coach, uh, but uh, but and you're not taking no responsibility. You know, you're individuals. We're all individuals. It's down to every individual to put their best foot forward and do their best. And and if you're moving collectively as a team, when at most times, unless you're Floyd Mayweather, Joe Calzaghe, Joe Calzaghe, and Andre Ward, when it goes pear shaped. You know, you don't, you don't, I feel you got to take, take that as well. You take your L's, you take your W's, uh, but that's just me. Uh, Nathan Bailey, thank you. I still have to watch it because sometimes I say things on interviews where my mouth is just rolling. I don't even know what I say. That's, <coughs> that's why when I do the podcast, I'm like, bro, I need to see that before because I, I don't really want to hurt people's feelings. <laughs> but yeah, anyone else think? KT uses her. We're going to talk about all this. We're just waiting for Spencer to come back on. Oh, he, yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. That, Manny, that's what I'm saying. He won his last fight. Therefore, him leaving now doesn't look so bad to me. Obviously, all parties involved may feel different. I just don't think that when you lose, you know, when you suffer your first defeat, like, that's not the time to leave your coach. That's not the time to leave your coach, because you're. That means you're. Put, that means publicly, the perception is the coach is rubbish. He ain't done what he's supposed to do. You understand? And and, and, and I don't feel that it's always like that. But anyway, it's not my business, so I don't know. But yeah, hashtag find Spencer. Why don't you? Why don't you do it on your phone then, Spence? Let me try phone Spencer. Because this is nonsense. But, Manny, I knew he was moving shady for my sword of Avatar. I knew he was moving shady for my sword of Avatar, come on. Because that's not Spencer. 
I think he's just trying to get some sleep. Let's phone him. Otherwise, we're just going to have to start do the show with that. Why, why, why is it not working, though? He was online. Yeah, you planned this. So, what, so, so what, what, what is the problem? Just try to log on. And that's what I said. If it don't work, just do it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Spencer's claiming that the thing's not working. He's trying his best. So um, I don't know. I really don't know. And so it's going to be one of them. It's Manny, if anyone wants to come online, Manny, put, put the link up in the comment in the box. And let's talk to the people until, if, if you know, and, and maybe Spencer comes up, maybe he doesn't. There's there's a lot of, the, you know, people always message and having, yeah. So there you are. Anyone that wants to join myself on the fight is right this evening. Tell all your friends about it. Log on. Press the link. Otai AO. Sort it out, Roadman Science. Yeah, trust me. Boxing Royale, Mr. Lemon. Um, Rob Mayer, come on, Bomber Club Boxing, Spencer's back again. I can see it. I don't know, add him to the stage. Uh -huh, bro, I, I know what happened when you heard Avalman's coming on. You're like, nah, 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 no money, no money, teeth in my limelight today. <laughs> mm. What you know, what you know, what Spen uh, money, the link's up there still. If, if someone wants to come on, uh, why not? Why not? You know, we can have a we can the thing. No, we don't, we ain't calling no one in right now. The thing about the thing just weren't working. I don't know what was going on with this thing. It weren't working. I logged in, logged out, rebooted it. It just wasn't. It just wasn't working. It was trying to take. The, it was trying to take living. That was talkable. Come here, bro. That was talkable. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> this talkable thing. They're trying to mash up the team, bro. <laughs> but why are you trying to copy my side and come with a turtleneck? Oh. Say 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 hello to Uncle Tunde. Hello. Right. Hello what? Uncle Tunde. Uncle Tunde. Say hello, Uncle Tunde. Hello. Hello. You're so shy. Hello. Uh, hello. No, leave that alone. What's that? There's some paper that that is using. Go on. Money. Well, you can have it. Yay. Bye. Come on, big up, Rhea. Well, at least she's not sleeping today. I see that the smile look bright. Bruv, Tun, she's meant to be sleeping. They're taking liberties. That's what they're doing. They're taking some adverse liberties with me. Uh, boy, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what was happening with this thing. I was on the just a minute ago when you lot was talking to the thing. Just logged me out. And I went back in it. It wasn't making you connect. I said, look at this madness. <laughs> madness. All right. So, so, obviously, we have much to discuss uh, this evening, Spence. Uh, I think first and foremost, we have to start at the top talking about Katie Taylor getting her revenge at points Chantel Cameron low last night. And let's do the post fight. Um, we also will talk about uh, David Benavides' victory, beat up, bust down, thump up of Andrade. Uh, Demetrius Andre, Andre, I can never say it. it's and I'm I'm pronouncing it as well, but Andre, Demetrius and Andre, that was a hell of a beating last night. And so, you almost felt sorry for him. From, 
it was round before. It was it wasn't pleasant to watch. I'm gonna be real. He got punch up, and that boy's a problem. Only 26 years young, he, he he's a problem. He's a problem. Um, you know what? I wouldn't I wouldn't want to. How he fights, yeah, and he's actually fearless, you know. Fearless, fearless, he's fearless, bro. He, I, I said it. Kurt Campbell just made a point that. He looked massive in the ring. And I said it from a few fights back. From even when he fought David Lemieux, who really, David Lemieux, I think, no, David Lemieux was always a 168er, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, he no. Looked, David Lemieux originally was a middle, no, he was a middleweight, yeah. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, but in that fight, I was surprised by the size of Benavides. He's definitely moving up to light heavy. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And I hear him talking about Bibble. He's ready to fight Bibble. Um, he sparred Bibble in the past and he thinks that he can beat him. So that'll be another great addition to the light heavyweight division. And this is what I'm saying about opportunities and fighting for a world title when you get the opportunity because sometimes you're sitting down waiting for this perfect moment. Hold on. But you're getting older. I'm telling you. And younger boy, you're going to let the, the division's going to get easier. There's going to be young fresh guys coming up who are going to be just as good, if not better, than the guys whose era is. Again, this is why I'm talking about why should Terence Brute fight, fight Bud? You do, uh, why, should, yeah, why, why should uh, Bud fight Boots? Yeah, that's Boots is the new era. Like, well, the thing about it is this, like, I don't think at this present moment in time that nobody wouldn't think that Terence Crawford wouldn't beat Boots Innes. Yes. I think yes. they're just right. But the, the, the thing about it is this, is like, when we're looking at styles and the things that he does, how he fights, I don't mm. think, I don't think, because he's so young and he's so fresh, I don't think there's no rush for Terence Crawford because Terence Crawford is taking care of top guys. Top and guys. For, all, for all the great stuff, that Boots Innes has done, right? He's done some fantastic stuff and we could see that potential-wise. But bottom line, he hasn't fought nobody, right? Mm, Maybe because guys, when he's meant to do to fight, they price themselves out. I know you know how the game is. but So he must be doing something. But um, we we're talking about a man who's a legitimate pound-for-pound number one. So yes. when you say, why should he fight him? He shouldn't have to fight him because... He's not he's he's not that big name. It's taken ages for Terence Crawford to be that name. You know what I mean? Yeah. It took him ages for him to get the Errol Spence fight. So now that he's got the Errol Spence fight and he had the Spence fight and he came out victorious in the way that he did because that was very one sided that beat. Mm. Um Spence, look at your phone. I just text back the answer. Sorry, people. Yep, that's right, Tim. What which one is it? Huh? Text it back. Just put it on, man. Your blue eyes. No, text back the thing. I'm not. You don't need to surprise me because I've seen right. the name. All right. So you know how we, you know how we operate on the fight is right. Oh. No way. Yes, man. No way. Yes, man. You so know Come on. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Ladies and gentlemen. Making his 
Fight and right. Fight is the you making me all you know when you get nervous and you start muddling, you start bubbling the name. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you a man who I consider a man who I consider a friend before anything. Business is business, as I always tell everyone on the, on the fight is right. Business is business. But this man has been the ambassador, the king of British boxing for more than 40 years. He is the man who you know that I all call Mr. Blue Eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the fight is right, the one, the only, the king of this whole thing, Mr. Frank <laughs> Warren, sir. How you doing, sir? <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. That's a, that listen, was, listen, listen. A bit of a build up there. I hope it's not. No, but you deserve it, Frank. I told, I told everyone the way you, the, the fight is right. Listeners, they actually know you without even seeing you because I speak about you so often on this show. They know you already, Frank. <laughs> well, as you say, we are very good friends, and yes, you know, go back a long yes. way. As with Spencer, I used to promote him when he was fighting, so. You know, I'll go back there and I think, yeah, I was about 60 when I was promoting you, Spence, wasn't I? Yeah, 1997 that was, sir. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a long time ago. Anyway, yeah. well, it's a pleasure to be on your show. I've listened to it and it's uh, I find it very, very informative and entertaining. And as I say, thank you for asking me. Yes, sir. It's so mad because, I mean, listen, we we, we speak, we speak, you might as well say every day, Frank, and I'm... I've never even asked you to come on the show because I'm like, oh, this is like, it's nothing. But you, you, you probably will be surprised at how many people really always want to hear you speak. You know, uh, because obviously we have a community here. Um, I say last night, seventeen thousand people watched the watchlock. Brilliant! That's good numbers. We, well done. You understand? We had two thousand people live. With us, so it's a it's a massive, untapped community, and uh, having someone of your stature on the show is is, is just a blessing, really. But let's get into it because I know that people want to hear uh, the legend himself, Mister. Do me a favor, <laughs> <laughs> Mister. Do me a favor, um, Spencer. I let you come with the first line of question. Yeah, Frank. Um, congratulations with um, what's going on in Saudi Arabia at this present moment. Um, I know you said that your son George Warren was pivotal in in putting that together with yourself. Um, I know Gold Star Promotions, um, Spencer, Spencer, yes, Spencer, Spencer. Brown, yeah. who's our he comes on the show regular. Uh, and it was it was a massive kind of thing. But now that that has happened, could you see Saudi Arabia becoming the new mecca of boxing and taking away from um, Las Vegas? Look, it's, you know, there's a commitment there. Um, His Excellency uh, Turkey Al-Sheikh, he's committed to boxing. He's a massive boxing fan. He's quite knowledgeable. And all of his team uh, are really into it. And they showed their commitment, I think, in the last in the last show, which was an event with Tyson in the crossover fight with him and Nagano, but this, the event and what they put together and the, and, and the, and the people who they, who they invited and who guests and who showed up there tells you that this is going to be a serious destination for, 
boxing in the world. And it's a bit like Vegas was when Vegas started, because when Vegas started, again, it was, uh, it was, I mean, you know, Riyadh is a big, is a, is a, is a big city. I think the population's well over seven million. So it's a big city. When Vegas started, it was, uh, you know, not, not, I don't think it was a city at that stage, but it was in the desert. Um, in the middle of the desert and everybody at the time thought it was crazy. Who's ever going to be going to a desert to watch, um, entertainment and certainly boxing as it turned out. But the facts of the matter are it's a massive, massive de- destination now for entertainment. The same as, uh, is happening in Riyadh. It's the fourth year that they've been going. They have, I mean, the, the amount of acts and, and the various sports and entertainment that's taking place there is becoming a, a real cultural scene. And we're delighted that from, um, from his excellence point of view, who's, the, who's, who's basically a chair, chairman and runs this, that he uh, is so into boxing and he wants boxing to be a major part of it. So we're all involved in making it work and we've got some fantastic shows coming up and more planned for the future. Uh, how honoured do you, you feel, Frank, that you're, you're a part of this? Because this is actually history-making, what's happening right now. Because, you know, other people tried before and they, they did it where they put a lot of money into it and all the rest of it. But when you're dealing with somebody like Turkey Al-Sheikh, because he's um, the head of uh, entertainment and sport of the country, and he's also um, royal advisor to the king of, of Saudi Arabia, like how much of an honour is that that like you have that kind of royalty and you're dealing with those uh, uh, people on a regular basis? Well, it's a great honour. And, uh, you know, we're, we're at Queensbury. We're more than you know, very, very t- delighted to be involved in it as is uh you know spencer george my son george who's uh the ceo of queensbury and and tyson's been pivots pivots boy in there because they wanted tyson there they wanted tyson they wanted to get him in the you know get, help us and get this fight on be- between him and um uh, and, and, and a big fight with Usyk, which we was trying to do all year, but it didn't happen for various reasons, which weren't down to us, by the way. But now that's signed and that's happening, and that's going on on the seventeenth of February. So it's a great honour that this, you know, everything's sort of all the stars have aligned and it's it's worked out. And I'm really, you know, from a dad's point of view, I think what you know with George, what he's done there has been brilliant. I mean, he's 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 formed a, an excellent relationship himself there. And, uh, and, and I know that they, 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 they like and respect what he does. So it's been, it's been brilliant. And let's say Spencer's, uh, Spencer Brown's done a fabulous job between him and George. They've been a good team. They've worked very hard together. So yeah, so it's, it's great times for boxing. It's another big market for boxing and it's enabling big fights to happen. And the beauty of it, as far as the UK is concerned, some of these big fights wouldn't take place unless they were, in a casino in the states, where the well, that's where the revenue come from. The fact that we can do them there means that in the UK we get them at prime time rather than have to sit up till four, five, or six, four, five, six o'clock in the morning waiting for the first bell. So it's great for the British fans as well. In as much as I say, we get we get them at prime time. Right. Well, I mean, moving on for the Saudi thing. What would you? I mean, now nah. who? I mean, you've been in boxing for so long. Who? What are some of your, your 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 greatest or fondest memories in terms of fighters that you've seen with your physical eye? 
Blimey, that's a that's a tough one, Matt. I mean, because I'm nearly a hundred years old. I mean, I've seen nearly everybody. <laughs> going back, going back to Jack Johnson and Dempsey. No, yes, I, I, um, that's a tough question, really. I mean, I've had some some really magical moments in boxing, and seen mm. some great fights. I've been at ringside. I've been involved in promoting some of them, and met some fabulous people and and, and some great times. I, 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 one one of one of the real good moments I had was with Dennis Andrews who I mean I really liked Dennis he, I mean he was real from the school of hard knocks yeah I mean he, he, he'd done it the real hard way he, he didn't have he went on no uh, England squad or anything he was just a real tough tough sod and he, he and he was a nice fellow Dennis and and, and I, I he was one of the guys I really did enjoy meeting and, and having a good time in boxing um, it's just been a load. Of, I mean, I only say that because because um, people like don't get you know don't get a mention. I remember Frank Bruno fighting for the world title and he got beat in the states and he come back and then uh, and 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 Dennis and he came back to a big accolades for coming second at that time before he won the world title on my show a few years later. And mm. Dennis came back, won the belt in a fabulous fight in uh, I think it's in Australia. And he got the tube from the airport with his belt, and I thought, yeah. that, you know, that just tells you, you know, uh, uh, you know, the big divide sometimes in the sport, and what you know, what people go through and they do at all the different levels. I mean, you know, like we we do shows everywhere. I, lo- I love being down. Like, I like going. To, I like going to the, your calls and seeing some of these youngsters coming through. I like it. You know, in a, in an inst- instance where we're working together, turned with. With, yes. with Anthony, I mean, who I think's a brilliant, you know, I, I love him to death, Anthony. He's a lovely guy. He's been, and he can fight. But when you look back at the very, very limited amount of experience he had in coming into pro boxing, I think, would he have 12 fights as an amateur? Well, which is not, and there he is. He's had two shots at the world title. He'd been very unlucky in as much that the first yes. one, I thought he could have won. And the second one, he was in with a guy who had a lot of experience, a lot, lot of experience. And, you know, maybe, in another era, he would have won that world title. But he's, you know, we're we're now working hard between us to to get him in there again. And I, and I, and I think he's, I, I genuinely do think he's capable of winning a world title. And again, that would be a great feel good story for everybody yes, concerned. Yes, sir. Spencer, you you, you promoted some really really great fights. I would say um, for me, like, and you've seen some great fights. You've worked along some great fights, but. If you guys don't know, Frank Warren's first ever world championship fight um, was many moons ago, and it was when you brought over Donald Curry, the at the time was the WBA world waterweight champion um, against um, Colin Jones. That's right. Right. Birmingham NEC, right? You're, you're right. And at the time... The border control didn't really recognise the WBA, and I had a, I, who, are, who are an older organisation, by the way, than the WBC. But they didn't recognise them; they were affiliated with BC. We had a lot of problems getting it on the fifteen rounder, and Don Curry was something special. I mean, he was a special, special fighter, and I can remember Collins' late ma- late manager, um, were really nice. Welsh guy, Eddie Thomas. I remember him and I going to watch about two or three of um, 
his fights. Go and watch um, Don's, Don, Donald's fights. I think one of them was in Sicily, in Marsala. And, uh, and what we noticed at the time, he was absolutely struggling at the weight like you can't believe. So we, mm. we decided to put the fight on him. Um, well, I, I said we put the fight on him in January. It was in 90, I think it was 85 in January and cold time of the year. And, uh, the weigh-ins were on the day of the fight in those days. And Bob Aram was my partner in the show. Mm. We did together, and it was a and it was a good fight. Colin Colin got suffered a terrible cut in in that fight, and I, I, all I remember about one thing I do remember about that was the weigh-in was Don Donald Curry getting off the scales, and I, he could just about walk. He was Harry made that weight. I do not know, and they were filling him up with, you know, filling him up with. Um, liquids and so forth but he really really struggled to make the weight as he did when he eventually uh, lost his title to uh, Lloyd to Lloyd yeah it was like a year later, performance six, by Lloyd by the way yeah September of 86 but you see at the time um when Lloyd Honeycomb there's a couple of fights because I know like you 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 also you promoted um Kurt Lang yeah and Colin Jones had those two famous knockouts over him where, where he was comprehensively being outpointed by Curtin Lang and he got knocked out by that famous left hook twice, Tundi, right? Mm. Curtin Lang was an incredible boxer because Curtin Lang went out and beat Roberto Duran. And yeah. so that's all right. Who, who do you think would have won out of Curtin Lang and Lloyd Hannigan, Frank, in your honest opinion? Because you was around both of those guys. At that time, who the Kirtland Lang and Lloyd Hunting, that'd have been a tough one. That'd have been a real t- tough, tough fight. Problem is with Kirtland, he didn't live the life outside the ring. Not yes. at all. I mean, when he used to come to my office, I used to have to hide the plants. <laughs> he was a lovely guy, a lovely character. He was a really nice person, a really nice person, and he could fight a bit. He could fight a bit. There's no doubt about that. Um, and the two fights he had with Colin Jones, both of those fights, Collins Jones was, well, I didn't promote those, by the way, but both of those fights, I went to see them both. And he was behind, he, he won every round, Colin, uh, 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 and, 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 but Colin was a good puncher and he caught up them and clipped him twice and that was it. But him, you know, Kirkland and, and Lloyd would have been a little bit special. And I heard in the gym, you know, people back then, because it obviously I didn't work, I didn't work with them then, but I heard in the gym that, um, that Kirkland used to more than hold his own with him. I heard that Kirkland used to beat up Lloyd Hannigan quite badly, because I remember when I was only a kid then, and I was at the Henry Cooper, and Kirkland Lang came in there, he said, oh, Lloyd, I used to, you used to be my beating stick, you can't say anything. Like, I remember that, I remember that right. So, yeah. on, on that time, but if we used to go on, if we used to go and move on, because I remember, the comeback of Barry McGuigan yeah. after McGuigan got beat by Steve Cruz and then he signs with you. And I don't think people realize just how big that Irishman was. Tundi, I don't think you understand like with like hysteria, the mass hysteria. You, you promoted him on his comeback. I remember the route that you was trying to push him in because Rocky Lockridge just came over. Here, well, I had Rocky Lockridge. I know you did, and he beat Barry Michaels for the IBF title. Correct. Right, it's me you're talking to, Frank. But like, yeah, so he beat, he beat him for the he beat him for the IBF title, and that was the fight that could have happened. But could you just explain to our listeners just how big a star Barry McGuigan was? 
Well, he he he, he won the title um, against a very good fighter at Queens Park Rangers. They done they had the um, um, Pedroza. You stayed uh, before, yeah. Yeah, and and I um, and I I was close to making the fight, but at that time he was managed by the late Barney Eastwood, bookmaker and promoter from uh, Belfast, and they were working with Mickey Duff back then. And you know, we there's a lot of two in front, but they they wound up making they making the fight, and I was I was I was quite close. And because we drove the purse money up for the champion, we did get you know I did get looked after, but um. The fight, the fight at QPR was a major fight. I mean, it was the whole nation. It got huge numbers. It was on BBC television. And I think in those days, I'm not sure the exact amount, but it's something like 23, 24 million people watched it live. So that tells you how big it was. And Barry was a big, big star. Uh, and then he, um, him and Barney, as we always see in boxing, they fell out with each other. And it was a, quite a, a, um, a bitter fallout. And... Mm. Then he had a lawyer at the time, who's passed away now, um, who, who approached me, and he was a really nice guy, the lawyer, and he asked if I would, if I was interested in promoting him, and, uh, and basically that's what we did. We done a deal, and uh, I put him on, and I remember putting him, we we put him on at Luton Football Club. We done an open air show there because in those days they had a plastic pitch or an all weather <laughs> pitch, and Luton had a massive Irish population, big Irish population there. So we put it on there and, uh, you know, had the fight, uh, put a couple of fights on. But, you know, Barry was, Barry, Barry was, uh, he was, how can I put it? You know, he was in the Barry McGuigan business and I don't blame him because that's, you know, fighters can be selfish and promoters, I suppose they feel can be selfish. Yes. But he, you know, he, he, he was more like with when you work with Barry, it was, it was that sort of, Feeling uh, so, what you done for me today? It was one of them, you know. Mm. But look, you I know, mean, he was he was an, he become a big hero, and as you know, over time he wound up having a an acrimonious fallout with Carl France, and it was like, yes, you know, it's, it's funny how history and things happen. Quite yes. acrimonious that was in a yeah. bad. Well, in um, fact, I mean, listen, I say to you all the time when we're talking on the phone, like. You always say I'm getting old, but I always say to you now, you you you're getting wiser. And even just listening to you talk, it, you can see that, you know, you you may have guys that are promoters and stuff like that. And I'm, I I don't know them all, well, I don't know, but but what I will say is, or what I want to ask is, where has I mean, how do you manage to still keep the fire? In your belly, because the game's changed a lot, right? In terms of when, when you was, you know, full on. Obviously, you got George and Francis to help you now. But what keeps that fire burning in you as a promoter? Um, well, I'm 71 years young. Young, so, that's it. That's the. So talk. I love. I mean, I, I, from a kid, I love boxing. I was. A, I love sport. I'm a massive Arsenal fan, and I love. Yeah. I love my boxing, and I had. Uh, Cousins, who uh, second cousin who boxed Johnny Wall, he's late Johnny Wall. He was a decent um, light heavyweight. Just go and watch him fight. Uh, Lenny McLean fought in some what they call unlicensed fights, and I wound up promoting them purely by accident. And mm. I got involved in it. But what there are a lot of people involved in boxing, you know. And over the years, you, you know, we all say how it's changed, but 
it's changed how you watch it and how you consume it, really. Yes. You know, it's, you know, when I came out and I used to do the shows, I used to buy shows from Bob Aram along with Satellite Express, another company. We used to do this joint. We've done quite a few joint shows showing big fights, but over from the States, uh, from Vegas, and we used to put them into cinemas. And in those days, you'd pay anything from 20 to 25 quid for a seat there to watch it in, wow. the, in the very early hours. Well, that's quite expensive. That's expensive. And then, and then you know, then um, I was I got ITV in boxing, which was quite a, a feat because they had no interest in domestic boxing. They used to show uh, recorded highlights of some of the big American fights. And the only game in town was BBC and the cartel, which was Mickey Dub, um, Jarvis Astaire, Terry Lawless, <clears throat> um, and Mike Barrett. They used to, they, they had that exclusive contract. We got ITV involved, and then we started. And then what I got on ITV was just getting to do live boxing, and the border control didn't want that. No one wanted live boxing. There was no live boxing. It was all all shown on a delayed basis. So we started getting live fights on, broke that that barrier, and doing that. Then uh, over time, Sky uh, Sky came into being. I did. I got in, I got involved with them, built their boxing platform out up. Did the uh, first pay per view? We introduced pay per view, which made a big difference to British boxing in as much that we could at least try and compete with 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 the Americans with some of the fights and get some of the big fights on over here. And I did manage to do that over a period of time with with quite a few of our with Barry McGuigan, for example, had Barry on going live back to the states and so forth, and various TV channels. But you know what? At the end of the day, it it. it how you watch it, how you consume it, whether you buy a live ticket or you go or you watch it on TV or stream it or you watch it pay per view. Fact of the matter is what you are watching and what you want, what, what it, what it, what remains the same. It has to be a good fight. It has to be a fight that the fans want to see. 100%. A lot of people don't know that you make, you actually made history. You know that, Frank? Because last month is actually Black History Month. People don't know this. Like, you promoted, Lloyd Hannigan versus Sylvester Mead. Are you still there, Frank? Yeah, I'm listening, mate. Go on. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah you promoted Lloyd Hannigan versus Sylvester Mead. Um, what was that 85? I think that was. I don't know if I did. Did I do that one? I'm like, yeah, you did do it. You I can't did remember. It. Well, yeah, anyway. you did it. You did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. My memory's going. Good. No, it's not. Don't say that, mate. Don't upset me today. Right, you promoted that fight. Do you know that was the first time that we had two um, immigrants fighting for a British European Commonwealth title? Really? You actually made history by doing that, sir. I've got to be honest, I don't, I, I'm not sure I did do that one, but if I did, that's pl- um, I'm pleased to be part of history. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm not knowing that because I know that you got it was because the fight was on ITV. If it was with the other lot, it would have been that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if it was the other lot, it'd be on BBC. But because we've been so many fights, but because at that time there, yeah, I remember, I remember watching that fight and like you could have because I know Lloyd Hannigan wanted to leave. Um, he was with Terry Lawless and he wanted to leave, but he ended up going to Mickey Duff. But it's really true; it's the same person. Uh, and he wanted to go over to you, but you opted to go with Sylvester Mitty instead. Do you regret doing that scene as you saw that Lloyd Hannigan like 
a year after that became undisputed world waterweight champion. No, listen, you know, whatever's meant to be is meant to be. I mean, I, 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 going back to those days, I can remember signing Roy Gums, who was a incredible fighter, middleweight, and we did yeah. two fights with him over in um, over in the in the states. Uh, sorry, not in the states, in Canada, Commonwealth title fights. He 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 won one, and, and they didn't give it to him. And then we got a rematch. But he had a big fight at the time, which was Mark Taylor with Mark Kaler, and that and yeah. that that was a, that was that was. That 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 actually got. I think there's. I think the newspapers stirred it up a bit as well. They tried to make it into a big racial thing, and it was it was it was. Um, I, I, I I found that pretty pretty. Mm. But you know, I'm going to talk here. Can you hear me, Manny? Can you hear me, no, Spence? No, no sorry. Yeah, right. The race. Can you hear me, Spence? Was Errol Christie? Yeah, but I can't was, hear you. All right, Christie. carry on. It was Errol Christie, but the Mark Gump. Uh, sorry, but um. Roy Gums and uh, Mark Kaler fight. We did that. Uh, we did that. Ali Pally. We had to a temporary structure there because we couldn't. Bo- I couldn't book the venues in them days because they were owned by the by the um, or they were run, I should say, and had the exclusive contracts with a cartel. But that was a, that was a cracking fight. Sold out, and uh, unfortunately, Roy Roy got beat by Mark Kaler, who boxed really well that night. To be fair to him, boxed extremely well. But they, they were great days. They were good, fun days. They were some some brilliant days. I enjoyed. Yeah, because like, as you, as you see, boxing has has changed, right? You know, like if you pick guys from one era to the next era. Because I remember, and I mean, years ago, this I was I was only a kid. Then. I must have been about twenty three. I turned probably when I was twenty three. But I remember coming up to the office and we were having a conversation about the greatest heavyweight of all time, and you swore blind that Larry Holmes was the best you've ever seen. Um. Now you've got Tyson Fury. I think it could change a little bit in what you're right, but I'm saying of that time, of that era. Why do you think Larry Holmes was so good, um, Frank? Uh, well, first of all, he's in the shadow of Muhammad Ali. I mean, and yeah. Ali was a great fighter. All that, all that generation fighters were all great fighters. You know, you look at Sonny Liston was a great fighter, very uh, you know, great, great fighter. And you look at you look at Joe Frazier, Foreman, all of them. But I like what I liked about Larry. Larry was that he was he had such a brilliant jab, such a great chin. I mean, you know, he was he, uh, he I don't think I ever see him in a bad fight. Always real good quality fights, you know. And and for me, I, I'm a big big fan of, of fighters who can jab. And I don't think any heavyweight had a better jab than him. Ah, mm. oh, sorry. Let me just say, Ben Oldham, thank you for the hundred pounds from Joe Kawasaki Nas. Mike Tyson, Tyson Fury, Billy Joe Saunders, Ricky Hatton, Amir Khan, Chris Eubank, Ben, Frank Bruno, Chisora, Antiyar, Billy Joe, etc. Uncle Frank is a national treasure. Thank you so much, Ben Oldham, for the hundred pounds. I would say, I would say, um, over the years and all the great fighters that you've had over the years, I know you couldn't pick one guy to say like he was the best fighter that you've had because I remember when you had Nassim Hamid at the time when you had him you had him in his his regal times yeah like how much of a thrill was that when you was promoting Nassim Hamid how much was it sorry how much of a thrill was that Frank oh I loved it I mean it was good when I met him he came to I mean he came to my house with his 
then manager and trainer, Brendan Ingle. And he sat down, and it's the first time I met him. I'd seen a couple of his like films of his fights, but he'd had a couple of fights, I think, with Barry Hearn and with Mickey Duff, but they never done anything with him. And when I met him, I knew that I knew what I could do. I knew what I could do as a you know as a promoter him and so forth. And it, it was quite unusual as well. You've got this young kid from the you know he's obviously British, but Yemeni British, and it tell you how how. Britain was changing as well as a nation and you know and how and how accepted that he he became and, and he became a massive favorite of all of 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 of, uh, of the fight fans I mean he'd done tremendous business but he could fight and he trained he trained all the time he was in that gym all the time and t- you know and his family got involved he had a he had two brothers and one of them was a real regal pain in the ass who you know, didn't know too much about the game and thought he knew it on. And I think they, and I, you know, I tell you guys this, he never achieved his full potential. He -hmm. never did that. He never achieved it. But what he achieved was brilliant anyway. And he was, I mean, he was exciting. He was unorthodox. I mean, the crowd loved him. And and I love, and I, you know, when I got into boxing, the, any only the main event ever have ever had any music, and normally it was a scratchy old '78 record with a fanfare on. And we started putting, well, well I did. I put, you know, we 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 got the fighters coming into signature tunes, putting music on. We had the Rand Card Girls advertising. None of that happened before, prior to that. And for Naz, it was, you know, you knew you had someone you could work with who got it and understood it. And it was just fun. It was real good fun. And as I say, more importantly, he could fight. And he could fight. He could really fight. It certainly could. Certainly could. Frank, I could talk to you forever on, on history and all the rest of it, sir. But um, what, I, what I do want to say um, to you, Frank, with this whole Saudi Arabia link that you've got on at this present moment, um, is there a chance, because everyone's talking about this this ban which is happening with TalkSport, um, and uh, Carlos says, thank you so much, Carlos, for the 599 euros. He says, respect to Frank as a legendary promoter. Have you sent Adam Catterall a box of wine after pulling his pants down on IFL? <laughs> I've sent, I've sent, uh, listen, at Christmas, he's going to be well looked after. He's getting a nice bag of wine gums. <laughs> some Kleenex. I might send him some Kleenex as well. <laughs> so, um, Frank, um, do you think like I, I don't know like on this this ban of Talksport? Will that be? They're not, they're not, first of all, space. I haven't banned. Tom right. Yes. Refuses to speak with them. And, okay. And because of uh, and I've, I, I had it out again last night on their show with. Uh, Adam and Gareth uh, Davis, and uh, you know, and I, and I it's, look. If you want to be a critic, and you know it better than anybody, you guys have been fighters, you've been trainers, you've been, you're a manager too, and you know it's yes. very difficult to throw criticism. And sometimes the critics don't like being criticised themselves. So yeah, you, can't, you can't stand the heat, and you should be in the kitchen to start with. And yeah. all I and, and I and I was quite upset about one. The narrative over the last year, which they which they accept now, the truth that Tyson didn't duck, duck anybody, you know, it just didn't happen. We tried to make a succession of fights twice. We tried to make fights with with AJ, and the first time around, AJ um, 
we were we actually got to exchanging contracts. But then we found out we weren't going to fight anyway because he didn't even have a trainer. So he wasted time on that. And the second time round, he didn't want to know. And Tyson was going to give him, you know, was willing to make it 60-40 split. And the thing with Usyk just become a disaster. He was supposed to have fought him last December. He then pulled out with an injury. We then would try to make the fight with, with AJ. And then we went up with six six weeks to go, six or seven weeks. And that's how we went up with Derek Chisora in there because he was the highest available guy around front of the fight. Weren't an ideal situation, but we had signed for the Usyk fight. So they wanted to put that on again in in uh, in February or April. And I couldn't have Tyson not fighting, not being in the ring, which would have been well over a year before fighting Usyk. So that's how the, Derek, the fight with Derek came about. And Usyk then yeah. went signed a game with his skill challenge lot and kept telling us we'll be getting an offer any day. And we never, ever got an offer. It just didn't happen. And now that contract's lapsed and we've managed now to get the fight on between everybody. And it's uh, it going in, in February. But it's very important that fighters are not inactive. And it's horrible for guys, especially if they've got a big fight coming up, that they, they, they need to get that rust out of their system. And especially as far as I'm concerned, with you know, anybody I'm involved with, I want them, to, when they're going into the ring, to have every, every everything going for them. They're with yeah. me. Then I've got to make sure that I'm, I'm providing them with, a, with, you know, with all the best odds I can get for them in the fight. Yeah. Frank, obviously, you've obviously had thick skin to be in a, a sport so long, but do you get frustrated at times when, you know, the public, certain members of the media create a narrative which you know in your heart and mind isn't true? It's like, even like what you're talking about, all this AJ and, you know, you're talking it from your perspective, but then another promoter will say something. And then all of a sudden, you've got this narrative about Frank don't want the fight, is them or Fury don't want yeah. to does that, does that frustrate you and, and, and how do you deal with it? It, it don't frustrate, frustrate me so much. It's just what, what annoys me. Look, you've got the haters out there and you've got the people who sometimes, you know, they, they've got their, their favorites who they want to, who they like and who they don't like. And that's, 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 that's how it is. And I, that doesn't matter. What, what annoys me is when somebody who's supposed to be in the business and understand the business and know the business, and no, and, and just decide they're going that they, they're just running their own narrative without knowing the facts. Yeah. Everybody's entitled to an opinion, but, yeah. but but if you are if you're you're there like you two guys are doing, it has to be an informed opinion. Yes, you can't just yes. batting your mouth off and just just for the sake of it and saying things that are to- totally ridiculous and untrue. And when you when they're saying that these fights that we you know were warm lager, I mean you know. Yeah. Well, how, yeah. How, how 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 was it warm lager? Joe Joyce getting in the ring with Joe Parker. That was the number one and three, and had a bloody good fight. How was it? Mm-hmm. But Joe Joyce had two fights with Zhang when they were number one, number two, and it both all those fights yeah. for the mandatory position and the uh, and the interim world title. And even even last August, how was it warm lager for a rematch between AJ and Usyk? Yeah. And in the meantime, you got Tyson, which was probably about eighteen months ago, having fighting um, Dillian White in a mandatory. When the same people, Adam, Adam, for example, Andrew Catterall, was saying that he should be getting far, far more money, Dillian, than he was entitled to get. If that's all warm lager, and by the way, Talksport bought all that warm lager. 
WM Boxing Views it says Fury would have continued to duck Usyk, but for this huge Saudi payday. In any event, Usyk is excuse me. Well, that's a that's just another opinion from a boxing fan. The fight's on. The fight's on. It's signed. <laughs> yes, yeah. we can't duck him. Same for February. And, that's it. Mm-hmm. and the reason it wasn't signed because he went and signed a deal with another person. We, yeah. we couldn't get yeah. They didn't come up with an offer. Yes. So, yes. Uh, so Frank, yes. in, a, in an ideal world, Tyson Fury gets past Usyk and Anti-Joshua and, and gets past, gets past Willing, and then this most proposed fight with, um, with Joe Wilder. You got you got a bit of problem with that microphone, Spence. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. You, you, you're cackling up there, Spence. Yeah, Hello? Is it back? Is it back? Is it right? There's on, echo. I don't know why. Is it all right now? Yeah, yeah. it's all right now. It's okay, right. yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I was saying, like, could we, could we eventually see... Yeah, I'm telling you, it's talk sport, mate. Do you think we could eventually see... Anti Joshua and Tyson Fury, they both win their fights respectively. Well, they got to, they got to win. Well, first of all, to get there, AJ's got to, he's got to, he's. I I think Wallen may give him a, a few problems. He doesn't like Southport. He's not done too well with Southport. Wallen had a good win last time out against Gassiev. I know they yes. sparred a lot together, but it'd be interesting to see. And then, and then, then he's. He's then hopefully going to fight Wilder, and he's got to get through that. Huh. So let's see what happens down the road. But look, Tyson's never ducked anybody. I mean, this is the guy that went to Germany and fought Klitschko in his adopted country in front of fifty odd thousand people. This is the guy that went over and fought the hardest punching heavyweight in the last what forty years, or statistically, and no fought three, time, three times in the states. He's never ducked anybody. He's a, you know he's a fighting man and. Uh, and that's that's a little bit, a little bit why I got a little bit annoyed about it. But look, they're all happening now to fight, so the rest is ancient history, and we yes. just move forward with those fights. And hopefully, I'd love to see um, AJ come through because that's a great domestic bust up, isn't it, between them two? I, I still feel that is the biggest fight out there, Frank. You know, it, it, I mean, maybe not what, what, I, what I don't know. I just think Anthony Joshua versus. Tyson Fury or Tyson Fury versus Andy Joshua is still massive. I think yeah. I personally think I personally think it's bigger than Usyk. You know, uh, both aside, you know, it's a fight we would like, love to see. I I am um, I I think I think there's a good case for that. However, I think you know the British public do know who Usyk is. They see yes. him they see him beat the national hero twice. And That's true. you know, so they know who he is. So I think as far as the fight's concerned. You know, they are the two best heavyweights on the planet at this moment in time. I think Tyson, I, I believe, and I hope I'm right, that Tyson's the best. And we, and we will see, you know, that, that with those fights. You know, Anusik got exposed a little bit in his last fight against uh, Dubois. Yeah, Daniel. And, uh, and that's something that, that was, you know, that, that was worked on. You know, there was a flaw. I, I feel he has a flaw. I don't think he's, I don't think he likes, it likes it to the body. And we know Daniel can whack and he definitely, caught him. I know there's a, there's all the controversy over whether it's a low blow or not. For me it wasn't a low blow but And I'm I'm in your I'm in your fault of camp mate. I totally agree with you on that one. And 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 it did hurt him and, and he got he got ridiculous amount of time to recover. But anyway look that, that that's you can't change that. It is what it is but 
one thing for sure, he's in with an intelligent heavyweight in Tyson Fury, who knows, you know, who, who obviously will make 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 will make use of that that knowledge and, and and exploit it. There's no doubt about it. And maybe Usyk may look at the fight that he had against Nagano and think to himself, "Up, oh, he's seen some chinks in Tyson's armor." We're only very, but that that, that Nagano fight was always going to be for me was always going to be. I think I said it'd be a shootout for a couple of rounds because I felt the only the only thing I could watch him watch of him was um, these fights that he had with UFC. You UFC, could see yeah. punch. He's a good puncher, strong puncher. You didn't want to be, you know, getting tied up with him in a fight because that's what they do. That's their game, isn't it? You know, man handling and 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 all that. But what surprised me, Harry. Because there was no fight for him. You weren't a guy you could train for him and look and try and say, right, you know, we're exploit, exploit his weaknesses because you never see him. And he actually yeah. shapes up well. I think if they fight again, which I think they will fight again, if they fight again, I think Tyson, obviously, it'll be a different fight because he'll, he, he, you know, he's no, been in the one and he, and, he, and he knows what he's got to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, me, me and you spoke before the fight when, we, when I was in America. And you, you, I mean, just echoing what you said, you, you know, you said to me, listen, we don't we know much about this guy. There's no footage on him. And we knew he was strong. I just, as you said, I just don't think anyone was expecting him to be that physically strong and have the boxing IQ that he had. But listen, we got through it. As I said on an interview yesterday, I said, there weren't many people lining up to fight this Francis Ngannou guy because he's known as, again, statistically, one of the hardest punchers, or one, if not the hardest puncher out there in, in sports. So it was never going to just be a walk in a park. I just feel that again. I, really... I, I, I thought, I really did think Tyson, I think I thought about three or four rounds and they'll get to him, but he did shape up. And what, what he was switch hitting, he was fainting. Yes. Where, sorry, where, sorry where, where Tyson normally faints and he draws the lead, he won't have any of that. And they obviously done their homework, trained and done, done his homework with him. But but you know what? It, and Tyson, by the way, it, you know it was an off night. He didn't look, you know, Tyson didn't look look like the normal Tyson. Yeah. So it was it was you know it was it was a a combination combination of things. One thing's for sure, he will give any of the heavyweights a fight. There's Definitely. No doubt. Definitely. Listen, we don't want to hold you too much. We you know we can talk to you for hours, Frank. Because so much knowledge and uh, listen, knowledge is the key, but. Uh, fantastic having you on, Frank. I much, much appreciate it. Believe me. Believe me. Right. And, uh, so, Frank, before you go, I'd like to ask you, sir, before you go, um, so does this mean that when Tyson Fury unifies the heavyweight, unifies the heavyweight championship of the world and becomes undisputed champion in February, are talks for allowed to go to the fight? <laughs> yeah, look, we're, it's not where they, where they can go to. They go to the fight. I mean, what it what it was, it was that he didn't want to talk to them. And, you know, yeah. and that's choice. But, look, you know, I've not banned them. They've they done our show from Manchester. Yes. Okay. That, that really good show we put on up in Manchester was on TalkSport. And, and you know, the boss of TalkSport, Liam, I like him. He's a really nice guy. And I like all the guys. I'll get, I'll get on okay with him. They're okay. Exactly opinions but we're entitled to ours and and it, and the and the thing is about any time you're doing interviews like let's like say doing this podcast 
Once I finish, you, you, we could have a debate. Once I finish, you've got the last say. Because mm. I'm off air. And, yes. and when you, and when you're saying to somebody on, you know, which for me the other, the other day was just, you know, saying to Adam, you know, I did say, to, I didn't ambush him as they said. I said to him early in the evening, I want to have a chat with you before whatever, because there's a couple of things I want to get off my chest. And he was just leaving and it just coincidence I was talking on IFL. But, but the end of the day, you're both there and you've got, and you've got the opportunity, you know, and that's it. And, and, and look, it's, it's, it's water under the bridge now. And we move yes. on and we, I've made, made our point. Don't keep boring people with the same dialogue. No. It's, it's yes. what, what, what has happened, which nobody can deny that we've got a fantastic show on up in, uh, sorry, in Riyadh on the 23rd of December, a fantastic job. Top heavyweights and light, and, and, and light heavyweights on there. And then we've got the big, big one on the 17th of February, again in Riyadh season. I mean, you know, it's boxing manner for, for any any fans. You're getting there. all those things you wanted, boys, you've got. They're all happening. <laughs> Brilliant. And, and lastly, someone, Alfie Black, um, Black is out. When's your all biography release? Fred, you got one coming out? I didn't know you had one coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's been coming out for too long now. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I hope it's, it'll be out sometime early next year. I hope it will. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Had, brilliant. got a wonky coffee table. It fits just under. <laughs> brilliant. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute honour and pleasure to have the godfather of boxing, the legend himself, the man that makes it happen, the one, the only, Mr. Frank, Frankie Blue Eyes, world. <laughs> Thanks, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's been a pleasant Sunday evening. I've enjoyed it, and we'll have to do it again. Yeah. And as you know, tremendous respect for your show, and well done, both of you. You do really Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Son, your camera is nuts. Everything is so blurry, son. My, my camera? Yeah, I'm telling you, someone's trying to infiltrate our team, bro. You're, you know you... <laughs> They're trying to infiltrate. You know what it is? Because I can see now the Wi-Fi is at a low reception. Okay. Who's messing with my Wi-Fi? That's what I want to know. Son, I can hardly hear you. It's very, very blurry. You know you what? Know what? I'm, I'm gonna log on and log back out again. Yeah, let me try yeah, do that. I, I ain't gonna make this thing drag on to too long because I want to keep the 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 thing to to where it is. Um, Drew Alexander says Professor Spence is right. Tony's camera is whack using cheap Wi-Fi, and he's always using custody about the Wi-Fi. But I don't know. I think it's Talksport trying to mash us up, bro. But. but <laughs> As Tundi logged out now, I can't even see. All I can see, like, I ain't going to lie, you know. I, I don't know what kind of voodoo man Tundi looks like. <laughs> His camera's frozen right now. I don't know what is going on. But... How's that? Is that... No, it's still, it's still blurry, isn't it? Yeah, Tundi, but you didn't lock off. You're still on the... You've got three of you now. You've got two of you on the... Oh, wow. All right, all right. <laughs> wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there. <laughs> there's three of me there's three of me Wait. 
I don't know what Tony is doing. It, yeah, thank you. Well, Tony's gone now. Ramanda said it was the bishop, and now he's back again. Let's see what's going on now. Nah, you can hear me. What's going on today? It's the you can hear me, right? You should said it's the bishop Tundi that's trying to match up our Yeah, putting two two heads up there. So mother, mother working, mother working the thing. Bishop, it's bishop, it's bishop and Talksville. They've infiltrated this thing, but you can hear me well, right? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you loud as clear. Carlos, thank you very much for the 599 euros. Bishop, they're saying Bishop has done some mad juju on, on this show. Smiley face. You know what? Um, we saw the fight last night. I know that you spoke about it while I was fiddling to try and get on the show. And you know what I mean? And I really did want to just keep it to an hour. I was very, very grateful that Frank Warren, um, we spoke earlier today. And he said, yeah, I'd love to jump on the show. I said, yeah, jump on the show. I sent him the link and away we go. And and, and we had Twindy's now gone again. And we had him on the show. We've had quite a few. So I'm glad that you've had, you spent your, your, your Sunday with us. I know Manny's on the other side right now. And Twindy's thing ain't working. So in Twindy's words, oh, yes, sir. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, 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 let yeah, but great show, Spence. Fantastic. Uh, listen, we could have we could have listened to Frank all day long, especially you, because I know you you know you, you know these stories, and it was good that he was quoting names and, and, and years and stuff like that. It's just it's brilliant. The show is evolving every day. You know, when you, get, when you get the Godfather of UK boxing on, you know it can it, it, it can only go up from there. So. Come on. Maybe next week we'll get Eddie on. Uh, then, we'll, then we'll get Bob Arum on. Yeah, it, we're, we're moving, Spence. We're moving. Come on, come on. That's the only way. We, that's all that we can do. Can you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's end the show in exactly yep. the same way we started it. With the magical words of dream it, believe it, become it. Coming up, peace, two things were out. I wish you all a pleasant week ahead. And remember, we don't have weak days, we only have strong days. Peace, two things we out. I like that, I like that. <laughs> Go on. Podcast Network.